guys, welcome back to the Talks Too Much podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Carla. And we are sitting down today to actually have a bit of a finale. We're calling this a season. This is season (laughs) one, baby. We decided this is a season. Um, And with everything going on this summer, I am two weeks from my due date. Oh my God. Which makes it one week until, less than a week until... When you're hearing this. Yeah. Until my due date. So with everything going on in our lives, which we can kind of touch on, we just decided this is a really good point to pause. Yeah. And take a little break just from the podcast because, guys, everything you do is surprisingly more work than you think. Yes. It (laughs) seems so simple to just sit down and talk into a microphone. And that part is simple. Yes. We are good at that part. We love that part. We could probably do a four-hour podcast every week. If we could just find the time between our two schedules and like Emily needing childcare and I don't know, somehow my life seemingly being challenging to work around with just everything going on with our, both of our families, I guess. Um, it is harder to get a couple hours together than we thought and harder to... Well, I feel like it's, yeah, it's that, but it's also, it's more like the prep work that you have to do to make sure everything's set up so and we can podcast. Editing and-, and then the editing and then it's kind of... Um, we feel like we haven't done our best with it if we like yeah. forget to even mention there's a new episode. Yes. Which has happened because life is happening. Yes. It's so fun, but like everything, it's just a little more complicated uh, on the back end than it would seem like on the front end, which For is good. Sure. Um, but we're going to take a little pause. We're not sure exactly how long, but this episode's coming out Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. So we will um, likely be back either midsummer or towards the end of summer um once emily has recovered a little bit and everybody is a little bit older maybe sleeping a little more (laughs) yes we'll come back introduce the new baby yes and be ready to update you on everything which i'm so curious to hear that episode (laughs) i know i mean i would be fun to actually talk about our summer plans that's one of our notes we want to talk about but then see what actually happens because i have grand plans for this summer i bet you do yeah i you you have no plans for this summer i feel like i do not and it's great no i feel like you do actually have some plans though some some hopes well yeah (laughs) but i learned (laughs) i learned Anyway, all right, what have you been talking too much about this week? I'm probably stealing your thing, but I feel like we should both talk about the For the Love of Food dinner that we did last weekend. So our friend Kristen runs this incredible regenerative farm. She's just an all-around badass woman. Mom to three kids, left her government government contracting job. We should have her on the podcast. We should. She's just an inspiration. (laughs) Season two. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> now we have seasons. Um, and anyway, she started this farm and over the winter she and I were chatting and I had been really inspired by the show, The Lost Kitchen mm-hmm. on the Magnolia Network. This is when I was like, okay, slight identity crisis in the first year of John John's life. I clearly get so much fulfillment out of being creative, but doing that as far as like running a whole business does not work with my life right now and how I want it to be. So Carla had the wonderful suggestion that I should focus on creativity and community for 2022. And those two words definitely like have guided what I've done this year. But anyway, so I was really inspired by the lost kitchen. It's this farm to table, uh, restaurant in Maine and I want to go Me and too. to get a to get a reservation you have to send in a postcard this one week in the spring and it's <laughs> just like sounds absolutely lovely and Kristen our farmer friend um, I was just chatting with her about it and talking about how seasonal dinners would be such a cool thing to create on her farm because it is really in line with her mission of helping people realize what incredible resources and uh, products and crops and just like the variety of what's available here in Montgomery County. I think sometimes people think like uh, it's very like it's outside of the DC area. It doesn't seem like agriculture is like, I don't know if people realize what a big deal it is and how many people are doing really cool things. Like 
Anyway, I could go on and on, but basically we were talking about the idea of this seasonal dinner and other people had brought that up, I, that idea up to her too. And then a few weeks later she texted me and was like, okay, so I like have thought of some people I think would be a good part of the group. And we started having meetings and for months I obviously brought in Carla. She was like, she was like, what? is this I was like and, you're just doing it with and me and nobody really knew at the beginning well yeah that's what was so cool was it was like everyone came in with different reasons they wanted to be involved uh everyone is passionate about good food but it's like a lot of different people from different walks of life and we ended up working together for months and decided to host this pretty intimate 40 person dinner up on this hillside in an apple orchard and it was incredible yeah it was over 30 there was like a carl and i were more on like the logistics aesthetics team shocker communication (laughs) side of thing yeah so we did like the invitations and the menus and the tablescape and like all that kind of stuff and then other people were on more like the recipe design and sourcing food and finding these like really niche producers in our area to find ingredients yeah we ended up using over 30 farm like products from over 30 different farms or makers or creators um we like part of our little jobs were we made this whole like sourcing guide where it was like literally listings of every farm and the things we got from them and so much of down to things like olive oils and things like that were all like locally sourced so it was really cool to see all those pieces kind of come together um and we got to invite a couple people and we like brought our parents and our spouses and um anyway it was such a fun night it was really hot that day it was 95 degrees that day but thankfully we got a tent and we it just it all really came together in the end yeah, and it was such a cool project because it was like being in a group project in school, but like a thousand times better yeah. because everyone wanted to be there. Like we've been involved in different groups and activities and stuff where, you know, you're working on some sort of project, but there's like some sort of uh, requirement. There's like consequences if you don't do it. <laughs> like, yeah, you're. it's like part of your commitment to the club or whatever you're doing, which is, you know how those things normally have to work. Yeah. But with this, it was just these 10 people who, who just all... were really into the idea and everyone met wanted every to week be there for months. Yeah. And put all this time and thought and creativity and energy into it. And it was, I just found that so inspiring because yeah. it's like adults doing just a fun, creative project. And then we got to just like bless all these people. Yeah. With this incredible meal, we didn't like sell tickets or anything. It yeah. was just kind of an experiment. It was really cool. And it was so fun to, yeah, like Emily said, get to actually experience working with people who wanted to be there. Because I feel like even in a work situation, yeah. often there's like some people that are kind of like begrudgingly doing it or whatever. And this definitely had the, it was just, it was just inspiring every week to go to a meeting with people who everyone was like showing the same level of enthusiasm for the group and it ended up being a group of 10 of us and anyway it was just really special yeah of all ages yeah all backgrounds and we we just had such a great time I mean there are really good friends now we yeah. started as mostly strangers yeah so no I'm like I really it's funny because I think I'm the youngest one there probably by for sure a good bit and I'm like but nobody ever made me feel like I was like the little kid of the group or whatever even though most of these people like have like Grown children, grown, grown children our age. Grown children, or some of them have yeah, grown some children. Of some of them, one of them had a baby during this whole experience. So it was just like, um, it was just really cool to get to hang out with people and like make friends with people who aren't just similar to you. I feel like it's easy or in life to find friends that are in the same sort of stage of life as you, but it's actually yeah. kind of fun to be with people who are older and talking about different things. So oh, yeah, I love older friends. <laughs> you can ask them so much. Yeah, yeah. And like they just, everyone had such a different experience. I guess that's the thing. Even age aside, it was like somebody who had worked in catering and somebody who worked in churches. And it's just like really cool to get to meet people who I would have never normally had probably been introduced to. Definitely. So that was really incredible. We're not sure exactly what the future of it holds. We're yeah. having a wrap up meeting this evening to talk about it all. Um, but I, I seriously, like, even if we hadn't actually 
thrown the dinner, yeah. which was the whole point, it would have been still above and beyond worth it. Just the fun we had meeting every week and everyone would just bring food and we would sit around and drink like cider, cider from the cidery. I would only have a tiny bit, but it was delicious. And... I got to have as much as I want. <laughs> <laughs> no, but people would bring like fun things. Like all these people, like most of them are like really great cooks or bakers or whatever. And they would mm-hmm. bring like things they're trying out. Like somebody was making ginger beer and they brought that. It was just cool yeah. stuff that I'm like. It was also hilarious because like day of, we were in this big group text and someone would be like, oh, I'm just going to throw together a pot of lentil stew and bring it this evening. Yeah. And I'm like, you are really impressive. Like, they'd yeah. be like, oh, I, um, I like threw together this like really delicious dip. Shepherd's just, pie thing. Just, yeah. Everything was like, oh, I just threw this together. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> how did you just I'm like, I grabbed that? a box of crackers. Yeah. So you're welcome like for that. The, the fresh baked bread at every yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carl and I are like, we brought brownies. <laughs> yeah. For the fourth time in a row. No, it was, it was, that's what I mean. It's like, I'm like, I have never, it is amazing what it does for you as a creative person to be around almost like more creative people. Definitely. Um, because I feel like it just, yeah, it just, it totally made me actually the guy who makes sourdough was part of the reason I started sourdough again, because I told him, I said, Oh, I've tried it before, but it's hard. And I couldn't, I couldn't keep it. And his art was like amazing, of yeah, course. He's been doing it for like 40 years. Yeah. He's really, really good at it. And he was like, try it one more time. Like you got to try it one more time. And I was like, you know what? Sure. And I truly, this last time has gone significantly better. I mean, I'm still not at his level, of course, but it's just funny how sometimes you do have to give things more try and being around people who are encouraging of that yeah. makes it so much easier compared to no offense the rest of my family who's like why can't you just buy it and like he's like no try one more time and I'm like yeah that's the spirit <laughs> I know I feel we should be more encouraging no but when you seem stressed out by it or like really disappointed our whole family can't handle <laughs> we're that. like Carla well don't, then don't put yourself through this pain then at the dinner they were all like wait can you make your sourdough like this I'm like I'm gonna need a little more time but I'll try <laughs> yeah I would like a weekly loaf of fig rosemary yeah sourdough. I'm like where do I buy figs I should probably ask Dan he could tell me yeah anyway we should do a lesson at his house yeah we should okay anyway we could get into total this. tangent but just if you have the opportunity a, if you have the opportunity to be involved in something just go for it yeah and I think technically originally at the very beginning there were a couple other people that she had invited to be part of it and based on their life and circumstances they weren't able to and like it's fine I feel like uh sometimes people can feel really stressed of like well I just I don't know what I can take on and like obviously if you're at your max you're at your max but maybe go to the first get together maybe just just see like yeah yeah the girl that had a baby obviously she missed a few meetings yeah it it was fine (laughs) yeah and I think that kind of goes to show that you we didn't I didn't even know what I was walking into. And yes, it was a commitment of time and energy. But what I got out of it was so much more that you have to figure out like, I'm like, I could have spent that hour doing something else every week. But it was so much more valuable getting to see people. And I know the woman who had a baby said the same thing of like, I knew it would be really good for me to be getting out of the house. And I'm like, that's like incredible (laughs) self-awareness. I know. I was like, you are amazing to know that. Like, this is something I can handle and um, I can, like, do it at a level that works with the fact that I have a newborn. And Yeah. She, anyway. Yeah, the first meeting she came to after she'd had the baby, I was like, I was still home crying at this point. <laughs> like, how are you here? <laughs> I do think there's – I saw a TikTok that was like – it was like if they talking about people being like, how do you even have any fun after you have a baby or like, how is there any whatever? She was like, well, that only really happens if you, if you're depressed, like if you have postpartum depression, she was like, she was like, it's hard, but it's not like going to kill you hard. And she was like, she was like, yeah. unless you have postpartum. And I was like, I feel like that's an important uh, aspect to know. Well, you know, it's so funny. It's me and the other girl. It was the other girl yeah. saying that. And she also struggled with major like postpartum. Yeah. So we're both like, how is she here? Oh, probably because she's not in like a dark pit of despair. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out. So <laughs> I feel like I'm like, there's a, that, that shows, I think it's like people see other moms doing stuff like way earlier or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, but it's not really comparing apples yeah. to apples here. No, it's not. You're having a very different experience. 
speaking of that, what are your summer plans? <laughs> summer hopes and dreams. Yes. Um, so, like I said, due in less than a week, if by the time this podcast goes live, I haven't had the baby, but I don't think I will have. No. Um, and the plan is, we kind of talked about this in the expectations episode. episode that we did that really ended up being about just like kind of mindset and just realizing that like nothing that you're doing is that serious or like something you can't come back from as far as, you know, how you decide to handle things with a new baby. Like you can always change your mind. You can always adapt. Um, and you're really not anywhere near as in as much control as you think that you are. So going into this baby, knowing that, um, our plans are ideally that knowing we have no real control over any of this, the plan is that for the first couple weeks after I have the baby, um, we'll stay home at our own house. Obviously I don't know how this happened, but it works out perfectly that I'm due right at the end of the school year and Patrick's a teacher. So he hardly, I don't even think he has to end up taking any leave. Like it just, it just worked out that way, which was cool. Um, but for the first, like at least four or five days a week, I really want to like lay low, like literally lay. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be horizontal for a couple Yes. Uh, because last time I just overdid it and I think caused myself a Had little bit Had the consequences. Bit of, <laughs> a little bit of, uh, yeah, consequences to deal with <laughs> as far as recovery. So I really want to make sure I do that. Patrick can be with John John and I'm sure like our mom will be around and whatever. And then after the first couple weeks when I'm feeling hopefully better and hopefully mentally like myself, I was watching this YouTube video the other day and the girl was like, yeah, after about a week or two, I, you know, I kind of came out of the haze of the newbornness and really felt at least like myself. She's like, I was exhausted, but I was like myself mentally. And I was like, wow, that sounds so nice. That sounds like... (laughs) didn't feel like you were going crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's the hope. Uh, and if all is well a couple weeks later, then our plan is to really basically move to the lake for the summer. And um, I think our parents will be there as much as they can. I mean, honestly, if their two grandsons are there. Yeah, they go they're anywhere. Gonna there. <laughs> they're going to be there as much as they can. And just take advantage of the fact that like we can be down there. It's beautiful. I think it would be so great if like John John could go swimming every morning and just, it's a really fun place where he can like ride his bike. And I mean, he's only one, he doesn't really ride, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Like play outside and play out. Like it's in a nice little neighborhood. Do fun things with Patrick. Um, that'll be really fun and really tire him out to take good naps in the afternoon. And, um, people just can kind of come, there to see us like friends or whatever once I'm feeling better uh obviously continue therapy I was (laughs) I talked to my therapist a few days ago and she was like how soon do you want to check in after you have the baby like what feels right to you and obviously she's so good at saying these things because she's an actual therapist but she's like you know we want to be aware that you struggled with depression after the last baby, but not assume that that's how this is right. going to go. And I was like, yeah, but I was thinking you should just move in with me. <laughs> is that reasonable? Do you mind? It's just like boundaries, Emily. <laughs> boundaries. Like, we'll deal with those later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she laughed. She knew I was kidding. Um, but anyway, so, yep, like continue to see her. And then... What did you tell her? You were like, um, if I'm still in the hospital, we'll still also make my appointment work. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> No, I told her about a couple weeks. Mm. Part of it is just, it's part of my routine. Yeah. And I think just for that sake and for the sake that I leave my appointments 99% of the time feeling better or more peaceful or have more perspective, like why would I not, Yeah. you know? No, it's like literally we recently started. It's, it's but, virtual. So who cares? Like yeah. I can do it anywhere. Yeah. that's That actually makes it so nice. Yeah. Like I really, if you... 
if you haven't gone to therapy because you thought it would be harder to fit in your schedule, now I'm like, especially if you worked in an office, like you could do lunch, your lunch break. Totally. Like from your car or whatever. It'd be so easy. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, me and Emily have been going to physical therapy recently. Well, she started going and then I copied because obviously. And no, because I said it's life-changing. It, you should go it, to physical therapy. And it really was life-changing. But I was like, it's so funny how that just feels like it almost, I'm like, I want mental therapy to feel just like going back to physical therapy of like, oh, something's like kind of aching. So I'm going to go back to, you know, yeah. like, I feel like that's kind of the same idea of like, you just, or you, or just staying in it to keep up with it because you know it can't hurt, you know? Yep. It just never is going to tr- like be a bad thing. So if you can obviously make it work with insurance and money and all that jazz, it's definitely a good thing to keep up. Yeah. Just take it from me. Don't quit right by, right before you have a baby. Yeah. Just don't. I yeah. feel like any big life transition, yeah, marriage. even if you're feeling good at that point, just ride it out through the transition and give yourself a little bit of time because all transitions are hard. And like, why take that support away? Yeah. It's okay <laughs> if you have a couple appointments where you're not getting like a ton of, I feel like it's always, yes, that's, that's part of it. Not every single appointment is like an epiphany. Yes. And I feel like sometimes you start to feel like, oh, I don't have a lot to talk about. So you're like, oh, I should, I should quit or whatever. And then you're like, it's okay. Something might come up. <laughs> You'll find something. Maybe this gigantic life change that's yeah. coming at me. I should just yeah. Keep, and there's keep the routine. There's comfort in having it scheduled on your, your calendar. To exactly. Just keep it. Keep it going. So that, and then we mentioned um, a couple episodes ago our passion projects that we've been yeah. working on lately, and so part of that is um, that I plan to be using the new motherhood journal that I'm creating. Tell them like what the actual, I feel we've decided that we're just not keeping secrets anymore. Well, yeah, we're (laughs) we're taking, we're taking you along for the ride because we're figuring it out and it's taking longer than we thought. And that's life. Yeah. And, but tell them like what the actual like pages look like, like, what is it? Okay. So it is called, well, maybe I'll keep that a secret, but it's a journal for motherhood it can be used you know pregnancy through whenever I kind of have it in mind most specifically for the postpartum phase but it could be used at any point and the idea is that my experience with postpartum depression and recovering from it was working with both my the psychiatrist who was like the one that prescribed me medicine and then my psychologist who's my therapist that I see weekly, which I think that's like the common setup. Combo, yeah. Um, basically being told like, you want to keep an eye on it, but not over obsess. And there's a tendency when you have been through a hard mental health struggle to be quite overly aware of like like, paranoid (laughs) a a little bit like oh my gosh I'm having a really hard day today am I like slipping again am I am I depressed like and then having a hard time um trusting your memory of like well how how long have I has it been like is this just really today or like actually I think yesterday I was really straight you know like yeah you're the problem with mental health is it's also ambiguous. It's you can kind of convince yourself anything. Mm -hmm. So my solution to this was that I was like, I want a place to write down, like quickly jot down how I'm doing that day so that I can know that that information is somewhere and I don't have to try to keep track of it in my brain. So a lot you have to keep track of. You do. You (laughs) have to keep track of so much, like keeping track of whether you've had like a breakdown every day for the last two weeks. You shouldn't have to think about that. <laughs> well, and I feel like that, like from my memory, that was kind of the issue was that you didn't realize how bad it yes. got. And you can't, someone else can't really convince you no. of that. Like you have to know it yourself, but you also can't, yeah, be focused entirely on like, am I about to have a breakdown? Am I about to have a breakdown? Like, yeah, it's it's too much to try to hold in your brain, especially when you're exhausted and going through such a, just a huge transition. So it basically, it includes sort of my experience and what I went through because obviously I'm not a mental health professional, but it's been reviewed by multiple mental health professionals. Um, and then each day there's this really brief, um, tracker page where basically you rate your mood, 
you include what emotions you're feeling most strongly that day. There's an emotions word bank in the back because that's another thing that can be really hard is like putting a name to how you're actually feeling instead of just like good, bad, sad, pissed, ugly, (laughs) tired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It has things like words that are like, are you feeling um, like overwhelmed or capable or like to give you a better coloring of like how you're doing hopefully. And then um, there's a couple other little things, but the whole point is that it's supposed to literally take a minute a day. And then every seven days, there's a weekly just check-in where you look at back at the past week, see how you've been doing over that time and just kind of like take a second to reflect. So the point is that women will be empowered with the data of how they're doing and it actually frees up a lot of space in their mind because they're not having to worry about it. And my goal with this is that it's something that, you know, before someone has a baby, everyone gets them so much baby stuff and it's kind of hard to know, like, what do you even get the mom? Right. And my idea is that this can be something that is like purely for the mom. There are all these beautiful like baby heirloom journals where you're like tracking every fart they make (laughs) because it's like all so precious and like that's great but like you've also been through something huge. Yeah there's like a million apps to track like the down to the second you breastfeed or something you know like things that are like really detailed but your own mental health you're just supposed to wish in a prayer for that. Yeah literally. And based on the fact that postpartum depression I don't know what the actual stat is but it seems like it affects a large significant part of the population. Yeah. And I include a section in there about just like statistics and some symptoms because I realized also part of my issue was that I didn't totally know what to look for in myself. It's hard to, you know, there were a lot of things, but part of it was that I had this specific picture of what depression looked like based on society and TV. Mm-hmm. And that was a very inaccurate picture yeah. of what it looks like to what it can look like to be depressed or to be struggling mentally. So I include like a whole little section on that because it might just be helpful to know how many different things kind of like qualify. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, it feels so important to me to create this journal truly for myself. And I'm, It's grown into a bigger project, of course, than I anticipated. It's actually been like really hard to figure out the design and all of that. But I'm pushing through because I'm like, this this just feels so important to put out into the world, even if it only helps three people. Well, and it's going to be like a physical journal too. Like it's going to actually be like a physical journal that you'll be able to order. So You'll be able to order it on Amazon. And my hope is it's beautiful and like something that people just really find a lot of value in. And after you've been using it for a bit of time, the point is not only that you can look back kind of objectively in black and white, like this is truly how I've been like rating how I've been doing over the last month. But it's something that if you're not sure what to do next, you can hand it to your partner and be like, Hey, this is how I've been doing. Like I I think I need some help. It's something that if you are working with a therapist or if you find a therapist, you can share it with them. Um, Yeah, or or a psychiatrist or whatever. Right. I feel like it would be a helpful thing if you went to go get evaluated to be able to bring it because the day that you decide to go could have gone great. Like I feel like that can happen where you have to almost try to remember. That's what happened to me every therapy appointment. As long as like the last five minutes before I had therapy when I was really struggling – was like, okay. She'd be like, how are you doing? And in that like moment, reflecting on my life, I'd be like, I'm pretty good because technically everything is okay. Right. I had such a hard time putting into words, like I'm actually like extremely agitated and I feel stressed for no reason. And I'm like about to bite Patrick's head off at every moment. And I don't know why. And like, those are the things that I wish I'd been writing down for myself to be able to tell her, like, I feel okay right this second, but actually there's been more going on that I need to tell you about. Right. Yeah. 
That's awesome. I think it's going to be so great. I want to use it just personally, just as a general mental health journal. So once the motherhood one is good, I'm going to have you redesign it for me. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Because I think it could just be something that would be helpful just in general to kind of like keep, it's almost like keeping the data of how you're feeling. Of course, it's not, you're not always going to be able to quantify your day in like a scale, right. but you can give yourself kind of an idea of like, is my mood trending up or is it trending down? Well, yeah, that's the whole point with the weekly check-ins is over the course of the week and then over the course of the month, how am I kind of doing? Am I noticing that I'm pretty like steady or am I noticing that things are going fluctuating a lot? Am I noticing that my mood is deteriorating? Like that's really important information to being your best self for you, but also when you're trying to care for this new, vulnerable, little newborn, like, I feel like, um, I mean, moms already feel so much responsibility, but like in wanting to talk about trying to find the right sippy cup, like how right. about your ability to be emotionally available? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I feel like that's the thing that it would, com it could easily compound and yes. become more of an issue. Exactly. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. So right now I'm in the design trenches. I thought I had it so close to being done. And then I ran into a lot of roadblocks yesterday, but gonna, pushing through, going to push through. Um, I know people had a lot of questions about your dress line. So give us an update. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to this week. I've been working on some random backend things like wire transfers, which guys, if you've Never done a wire transfer, neither have I. Um, it's quite a thing. But anyway, I am working with a manufacturer. I don't, full like transparency, I don't know if this will end up being the manufacturer. I am just kind of in the like testing things out, kind of like giving it a, giving it a try to see what, um, what I can kind of create. But I've worked with some people on um, creating like the actual designs and tech packs based on my drawings and stuff. And I'm very excited that basically the whole concept of this dress line is like plus size dresses made by someone who's actually plus size because I feel like there's a huge gap in what is actually created for plus size people versus I'm like, have you ever seen a plus size person? Because there's just so many things. Um, every week I do a thing on my Instagram where I do, it's called Z Shops for Me and I help people find items or dresses or outfits for specific things. And the amount of people that are in my you know, in that question box saying, I want a dress that has, you know, a dress for a graduation that has sleeves or short sleeves or not an open back or just like the craziest stuff that these brands are making that are really <laughs> inconducive. That's, that's my favorite is every anthropology or like free yeah. people dress, you see the picture and you're like, that is so beautiful. And you click on it and it has a completely open back. And it's like, <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah. And that's like, what, the, <clears throat> what about the dresses for the women that wear a bra? Yeah. Like, and I'm not, there's of course a time and a place, but I just don't think not, not even, not even just plus size people, but anyone of, I feel like a good 75% of sizes, people would love to be able to just wear a regular bra a lot of the time. Like even, yes. or a regular strapless bra, you know, like just down to- I know, but a lot to, of them don't even allow no. for that. They're like so low. Or they're or... low in the front that then you could see the front of the bra. Like I know people like sticky boobs, but I've personally never, I've never even given them a shot because I just don't, I don't know if they're going to work. For, I would, I, yeah, I should try them just to try them, but yeah, you should. I get sweaty. And so I'm just like, the whole idea of a bra sticking on my body and that being enough to hold up my triple D chest, I just think is asking for a lot. <laughs> um, and like, I just like, I'm like, I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to have right. to stress. Like you, I don't go to enough fancy events that I need these like fancy intricate dress. Like not only do I not want to wear back backless dress because of the bra situation, but also just like the like wedding I'm going to or the family function. Like, I don't need my yeah, entire back shower. Kardashians. It's like, also, yeah, it's not, whatever. I don't even pick really low-cut bathing suits. Like, whatever. Um, so the point is dresses that you can, at least this is the, you know, the concept now. I'm, think, I'm sure things will change. I'm in the very, very early stages. But it's sort of like dresses you can wear for everyday life things that are easy to wear. Like, easy to throw on. Like, they have enough length. They're comfortable. Even, like, this dress I got from Anthropology recently the top just has these little snaps like right at the chest 
and like they're like stitched with like one stitch and I'm like if someone had a slightly larger chest than me this would be pulling like I'm like these need to have and a, there's no way they would hold up no I'm like these need to have a button or something like more legitimate there are brands that have done I feel like have started to find things like on button down shirts having an extra button in between so that the shirt doesn't gape like Where it's like hidden yeah. yeah like a hidden button I want to basically have a line of clothing that has a plus size or a curvier person's body in mind. So we're not just scaling up a size 10 dress to be a size 20 dress. I want it to be made with the size 20 dress in mind. Um, with clothing manufacturing, that's how it's done is that they make like a size two and they just scale it up. And there are brands that just keep scaling it. They don't recut it to fit a different body. And I'm not sure if anyone knows this, but a size two and a size 22 generally have different proportions. And their arms didn't just, their arms are not growing at the same rate their butt did, you know? It's just not the same. So that's my, like, I've just, I've been so shocked at, since I've been doing this like career of making content, the amount of times I buy a dress where I'm like, no one I know, no one I know chest would fit into this just like proportionally to their body like it anyone I know with my same body would never this would never work it's, so it's so shocking that brands have gotten away with this yeah like what plus size people have just had to accept as like these are your options it's horrendous and honestly I've been thinking about this for years but I just always thought like oh this would be too hard or it'd be too whatever but it finally just or like I need a million followers yeah or I'd need like a million dollars or whatever and I finally just realized like even if these dresses only ever make it to 50 people I would be so happy knowing these 50 people have a great dress they get to wear 50 might be an overstep but you know whatever you guys get it like the idea that there is just even just for myself I want a dress that I can throw on and go to a winery or go to a baby shower or go to a, you know, maybe a casual wedding or whatever, or go out to dinner that I don't have to think about. I feel like plus people end up spending their whole life focused on the clothes they're wearing when they're at an event and like pulling on things and tugging on things and having things pinch them and whatever that they don't. Yeah. Making sure their boobs aren't popping out. Yeah. The then top. you don't get to enjoy the experience and it's just not worth it. I just want to be able to throw something on and wear it and I feel like um, that luxury has not been generally provided to plus size people. I also really want a brand that you know you can go on and order a dress and it's gonna fit like the other one you have does. Like I want them to be consistent and to just fit really well. I'm hoping to have a really wide range of sizes. This is all hopes and dreams because I haven't gotten super far in this process but um, the plan is to have a large range of sizes including straight sizes. Um, and to hopefully have something that will make people's lives easier and fit a need where a lot of people can't seem to find things that just like work for every day. Yeah. You're making it easier for people to be, feel comfortably beautiful. Yes. Um, we have some really fun marketing ideas for mm. all of this. I have a can lot of you, ideas. Can you talk a little bit about like the aesthetic of the actual dresses? Because yeah. I think that is something that's unique too. Yeah. So my plan is to make them like, honestly, for women like me, like I said, that aren't like anthropology and free people definitely lean more like boho. I love anthropology dresses. I'm not giving them any, but you know, that's one of the best brands I've personally found for plus sizes. But um, I would love it to be a very like classic brand in terms of classic fits, things that aren't super trendy or aren't super um, like super feminine or super boho or whatever. Definitely things that can be not, not puff sleeves with not, bows, not puff sleeves with bows <laughs> and every I, dress. and I like some of that sometimes, but yeah. even I am like, Oh my God, is everything a puff sleeve? I definitely want to include the features of dresses that make a dress my favorite dress. So the way that the waist fits, the way that the skirt lays, the way that, you know, some skirts, they do so much um, tearing that it's like it's like four feet wide at the bottom. Like, you know, you just thinking about things that make a dress sort of like easier to wear, which is maybe a couple inches in length extra. I mean, I'm obviously tall, so keeping that in mind, um, but also things like um, sleeves that are more of a flattering style, 
adjustable things or things with um, like a smocked back or something so that they're um, a little bit more flexible in terms of fit because we all know that your weight can fluctuate a little bit. Um, and that's also nice when it's like hot out. And potentially breastfeeding friendly, like just yes. different seasons of life. Yes, different seasons of life. Definitely thinking about things that would work into different seasons. I'm definitely considering, I'd love to do some fun pattern things, but also have a high emphasis on great solids because I just feel like a solid navy dress will be worn in your closet 10 times more than a f loud pattern would be. But even thinking about what patterns are generally more, I, I hate to say the word flattering because I know some people don't like the idea that everything needs to be flattering, but I personally feel better in a pattern that is not gigantic hibiscus flowers. Like I want it to be something that's current and like classic and something that you could have in your closet for years that doesn't look like you're going on a Hawaiian vacation. A Hawaiian vacation, like <laughs> the plus size dresses at stores yes. you see. Oh my God. Yes. And so the dream is to hopefully have them obviously sold on like my own brand, but also potentially sold in other boutiques um, or, you know, small shops, either locally or across the country, because I'd love for people to be able to try things on, in on like not online. Um, I also am hoping to be able to have a program where it's a like try before you buy. So you can um, try them on at home and send back whatever doesn't work for you. Um, because I do know that fit is fit is like the thing I'm the most um, passionate about working because I just feel like I will wear a dress that's even in a color I don't like if uh -huh. the fit is great. Yeah. I want ideally to have both, but it is just so important that the fit actually works for your body because that's what will make you wear a dress over and over and over and over again. So I'm so glad that a lot of you are excited and I got a bunch of DMs about it. So um, people who listened to the last episode, but you, know, um, you guys are so supportive. <laughs> I know it's so nice. And I'm like, I'm so excited, but I have absolutely no idea when this will come to fruition, but hopefully as soon as I can, because I just feel like it is going to be such a fun, 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 like I was going to say project, but I guess it's, it's a legit business. Um, so there's a lot to figure out, but, um, that's the way most great businesses start as a passion project. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a passion project. So the current update is that I have, um, well, I haven't successfully sent a wire transfer yet, but <laughs> working on that um, for my first sample. So that is coming in the mail. Oh my god! Hopefully, gosh. as soon as I get this wire transfer figured out. Hopefully, I'm not pregnant anymore and we're going to pop a bottle of champagne. I know. I know. I have no idea how it's going to come out. So we're this. Who cares? But I'm like, it's just cool to think that something I created is going to be an, a physical thing. So I know. The fact that you've gotten to this point. Yeah. There's this entrepreneur that I really admire. And she is like, I am no smarter than anyone else. I just Google things. Yeah. And I feel like that is, that, that's how I'm making this journal. Yep. It's because we talked about how I really wanted to make it. And then you saw something about how you can publish stuff on Amazon. Yep. It's all, it's funny how your mind can get so in the way mm -hmm. of you doing something. And then literally everything I figured out is from Google or that literally a Google. Like asking people, yeah. You can Google very specific questions and there is someone who has written something about it at some point and you can read a couple different things and put them together and you'll be shocked at what you can figure out. And a lot of the people I've worked with, I've had to be like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. You need to, can you explain that to me? And people are normally very happy to explain like, okay, this is how we normally do this. This is how we do this. This is how you should do this. And it's amazing. Yeah, they're probably thrilled because you're, you want to know how they yeah. like to do things. You're not coming in with like, these are my demands. You're like, you tell me how this works best. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So should we get into, we have a couple questions from um, This was going to be a Q&A episode, but uh, we're already a yeah. bit in. <laughs> Let's do some rapid fire things. Okay. That What's your favorite great. summer dinner? Um, like to make it home. My favorite easy summer dinner is probably... Well, anything grilling is just wonderful. But if we're talking even easier than that, my favorite thing to make is a really good BLT. Mm, BLT. Here's the thing. If you can, so the great thing about BLTs is you can just have bacon in your freezer. And then anytime you get good tomatoes, yeah. you know, you're like set. But having thick bread, mm. like a thick, lighter bread, 
having obviously good tomatoes. I like them sliced nice and thick, super crispy bacon, romaine lettuce. And then the game changer was that I got this from Joanna Gaines is making an herb mayo mm. to put on both sides of obviously the sandwich. Yeah. Um, you can literally just basil, whatever herbs you have, mix it in with mayo, salt and pepper. Um, I think that's actually it. Deliciousness. Yeah. You could add sliced onions or avocado or whatever, but like don't skip the herb mayo. That is my favorite easy summer dinner thing. That sounds amazing. I actually just saw a picture of this, like come up on my, um, like photo app or whatever. And I guess a couple years ago I made like. And I was like, dang, I haven't made these in a long time, but like a really good chopped salad with like a bunch of fruit and a bunch of um, like nuts and kind of like fun toppings so that there's like really not a ton of lettuce. You guys get me? So doing like some grilled chicken, goat cheese, strawberries, balsamic, like mm, that's such a good, such a good fresh summer dinner. That sounds fantastic. I also, I remember our grandmother, she always used to talk about how your salads are just taken so far to the next level if you throw some herbs in. Mm. It just like makes them so extra fresh and delicious. Yeah. That's totally another agree. great summer hack. Yeah. Honestly, if you don't, you don't have to garden legit, but if you just have a couple herbs, even just like in your windowsill, yeah. I feel like that makes such a huge difference in so much cooking is just having some fresh herbs. Um, you can buy everything. I mean, obviously you can buy fresh herbs, but just having them right there when you're cooking and being able to throw them in makes it so easy. So I've learned that the cheapest way to buy basil at the grocery store is to buy the, the plant, plant for yeah. like $4 or whatever. I've had one for, I'm not kidding, over three weeks in our windowsill. I just give it a little water every day. It's still doing great. I'm like, I think this is like the ha- the kitchen hack of a lifetime yeah. to just, just buy the plant and keep try to keep it alive. And then you have, I mean, it keeps sprouting. Yeah, it's harder to keep basil fresh in your fridge than it is yeah. to keep it in the windowsill. Exactly. I actually just um, found this planter on Amazon that I think I'm going to bring to the lake and put herbs in because I'm, we're always at the lake cooking and I'm like, I want, but it's a... And cocktailing. And cocktailing. It's a self-watering... <laughs> Um, little planter from Amazon that you can like fill up and like just have in the window or something. Yeah, that's so a great idea. I think I'm going to get that. Anyway. Wait, we didn't actually talk about your summer plans. Oh, well, my summer plans, I literally made a list the other day of just like sort of intentions for the summer of being like, I want to like do as much creative projects as possible because that's just where I am. I'm taking a bit of a break from um, doing any video shooting projects. So um, nothing, I have no, none of those on the calendar except for one wedding that I'm shooting. Um, and so I'm excited about having a little bit more free time without any of those projects. And I want to do obviously work on the dress line, like make really great content. I've just been feeling even more passionate about making not even just plus size fashion content, but like all kinds of content about things I like. And then um, also finishing our bathroom bedroom project. It's getting very close to being done. Um, and I'm very excited, but I want to actually, like my goal is to by the end of the summer, have it like fully decorated, like fully done, curtains hung, art hung, the whole nine, um, just to actually like be able to like close the door on that chapter and not have, uh, you know, I always feel like you have like another project hanging over your head. I want that yeah. part of our house to be like done. Um, and then spend as much time at the, as possible at the lake. So we're bringing a desk to the lake so that we can work from there. And I'm excited to hopefully like basically live there as much as I po- possibly can. So um, we'll see how much we can make that work. But I'm super excited. And just generally like being outside, I want to, I was like, I want to like really focus on, sounds maybe dumb, but like focus on skincare. I just want to feel as good as possible. Like keep going to CrossFit and physical therapy and just be like, living my best life, drinking the water. Sounds amazing. Yeah. You're just going to need 75 hours a day. No, that's not. (laughs) No, in like a manageable way, but just I feel like all the things that make me feel good and during the winter, all the things that I'm like, oh, I just can't wait for the summer, like eating dinner outside and all those simple things that actually just make your life Someone once said, they were like, "You, there's so many things that you do on vacation that you could do from home, like eating dinner outside or going for a walk in the morning or, um, you know, taking 20 minutes to read or something. And I'm like, that is like my goal for the summer is even, we don't have any like big travel plans or anything. Um, and I actually, I don't think we're going to end up going anywhere other than the lake this summer. So I'm excited to just 
kind of lean into hopefully a little bit more um, vacation mindset. Yeah. For the summer. Home more at the lake. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I can't wait. Do we have any other questions that we should uh, answer? We, we do have a couple more, I oh, guess. Oh, okay. I think this is the most important one because we both actually have to go. Yeah, I know. We have to run. Um, beach read or summer read that uh, you would recommend. Asking for myself. Okay. I, guys, I told Emily a series read and she bought it at Target. She bought like the second out of the third the th book. I brought the third one. Oh my God. And I, I was reading it and I was just like, they're just assuming I know <laughs> about yeah. this. And I realized it was the third one. Okay. I tried. So the books I'm reading right now that I'm really, really enjoying are It Happened One Summer and Hook, Line, and Sinker. They're, it's a little little series. Um, they're really good. Little beach reads. Super. It Happened One Summer. It Happened One Summer. Start with that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're really good. I'm almost at the end of Hook, Line, and Sinker. And I've Do you know the author's name? Tessa Bailey. Okay. Tessa Bailey. Uh, but yeah, those are good. Also, Anything by Emily Henry. She wrote a book called Beach Read, People We Meet on Vacation, and there's a new one. She just, um, Book Lovers, I think, is the one that just came out. I haven't read that yet. Um, also, okay, last one, the American Royals series. There's already two or three books out. Um, I've read all of those, and I pre-ordered the third or, third or fourth one. I'm not sure. Um, and it just came to my Kindle, so I'm going to read that next. It's a really, really, it's basically the story of if um, DC hadn't become like a presidency and it had a king and a queen. So it's all set in DC, which is cool. Um, and it's just a glorious, like rom-commy book. It sounds so like Bridgerton yes. meets but it's like, set in Gossip Girl. Yes, it's set in present day. So it's like as if there oh, had been a monarchy so cool. this whole time. So it, it lends like the, you know, Will and Kate. Did you tell me Will and Kate are getting divorced? I think that was a rumor. I, he apparently, we're, we're like the worst on pop culture stuff, but he, yeah. there was this. Someone tell us. What's somebody going said on? that they were separating, but, but I don't think that that actually happened. There was like rumors of her, her leaving with the kids or something. Anyway. Someone, tell him someone to get his let shirt. us, I mean, not that we like actually, honestly, no offense. We don't really care, care. but. <laughs> I actually would prefer them to stay together and have a lovely, happy marriage, but yes. I think there are some. Some other things happening. Oh dear! Don't okay. keep up with us for our pop culture knowledge. We're really no, delayed. Delayed not everything. At all. all right, guys, that's all we have for this episode. We hope you have a wonderful summer. Yeah. We'll be back soon. Keep an eye out on our Instagrams and the Talks Too Much podcast account because we'll let you know when we're back and we'll have updates with all. Yeah, this stuff. you're gonna have another baby by then. Whew. This is going to be like a time capsule for the end of the summer. So I'm literally sitting here having con like contractions. Okay. So. Well, maybe sooner <laughs> than we think. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Damn, my whole stomach is so tight. Well, good. Maybe physical therapy can pop that baby out. <laughs>